0: Eugene Peterson said, Stories invite us into a world larger than ourselves. We are storytelling people, and our lives are stories. They have plot, they have intent, and they have other people. Peterson believed that writing is a sacred calling and that to tell stories well and with imagination serves the gospel. For like faith, it connects us with what we see with what we do not yet see that's a quote and a quote from today's lectio 365 and how appropriate that today i'm going to invite you in this podcast into the conversation that i've had with a creative just like eugene peterson lee baker has used his life in creative adventures and storytelling and that is what christian leadership has looked like for him and he has such great encouragement for those of us who find ourselves as creatives in the leadership world i can't wait for you to be encouraged by this conversation especially if you have a creative bent or have a friend who is a creative a worship pastor a writer a musician a um, storyteller wow today has some great encouragement for you Hello, friends. This is Tara Wiley, and this is Staying Power. It's a podcast for Christian leaders in the trenches where we take a couple of opportunities each week to give each other a spiritual shot in the arm, a reminder that we are not alone in the journey of living out our callings. We use scripture, stories of people around us and those who went before us, rhythms and practices that keep us sustained even when the going gets tough. We're rooted in the passage of Galatians 6, 9, and 10, where we are encouraged to not grow weary in doing good, for we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So we continue to do good for all people. Being a Christian leader, day after day, in our homes, in our relationships, in our community, in our businesses, and in our churches can be exhausting. But we are here to remind each other of the staying power that we can find in Christ. At the beginning of each week, I'll either be joined by a current leader in ministry or share the story of one who paved the way before us in church history. And then midweek, I'll offer a short boost of scripture or a reading followed by prayer. Today, I'm inviting you into a conversation with Lee Baker. We go way back. In fact, I I am cracking myself up with the statement, we met each other at the turn of the century. I'm actually getting old enough to say something like that (laughs) it cracks me up inside. But it's true. We did. We met right in in 2000 and uh, got to know Lee Baker at First Bad Disposure in Louisiana where we served on the worship team together. Mo and I got to play music for his wedding. And my first recording experience, maybe not my first, but one of the first recording experiences was actually for Lee Baker's first recorded album. I was eight months pregnant and crammed myself into this little closet studio where I got to play the violin over one of his songs. It was such a privilege. So I am excited for you to hear from someone who has really lived an incredibly creative life and now serves other creatives in coaching and encouraging and Connecting. Um, Man, if you are a creative, you're going to hear some really great advice today. So lean in close. It's worth your time. I can't wait for us to just learn from Lee Baker's story together. Well, Lee, thank you so much for hanging out with me and my friends today. I am excited for them to get to hear from you. We go way, way, way back way I back. knew you before you were married. In fact, I think when I played in your wedding, didn't yes. we? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, you played violin the wedding.
0: Yeah, super fun. Super fun. Well, um I would love for you to just take a minute and let people know what you've been doing in the last 25 years. I th- I'm excited for people to hear from you because um Christian leadership and ministry it can look so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to hear from leaders who have a lot of different skill sets and a lot of different backgrounds and have used their gifts in a lot of different ways. And you and I are both creatives. Um, We know that there are some uniquenesses to being a creative leader. Um, It just has its own different challenges and joys. So just share what that's looked like for you for the last 25 years.
1: Yeah, yeah. So first, thanks. Thanks for having me on. This is great. Uh, I love what you're doing. Um, and and it's been great just to, to reconnect, you know, even just as we were setting all this up. So thanks. Yeah. I spent 23 years in full-time ministry. My wife and I have been married for 21 years. So I worked a little church back home. I was in college for a little while. And then we moved to Florida and we're part of a plant church there for 12 years, um, that grew from, you know, just a hundred people in an elementary school cafeteria to five campuses in Northwest Florida. And then we moved to Atlanta. Uh, about nine years ago to work for a church here, um, uh, a really large church here. And I just left that job a year ago. It was great. Uh, I loved my my time in full-time ministry. It's a lot, uh, especially for creative people, you know, and small churches, big churches. It's a lot in any size church. Um, sure. And, you know, the demands are, are different, but it's still really demanding. So no matter where you really are serving, ministry is just a lot you know, um, and it involves like the fullness of not just like your skills and, and your craft, but the fullness of like your emotions and your spirituality, you know, you're engaging your whole self in almost everything you do. So that's really exhausting. And, yeah. and that's where I found myself and decided to just take a, take a step away. Felt like it was a season where I was supposed to do something different. And we stayed at the church I was at 12 stone here in the Atlanta Metroplex area. Uh, We stayed, I just volunteer, which is wonderful. Uh, (laughs) uh, Just volunteering. So uh, this weekend I'm playing bass and, and uh, the band, my kids both play in the worship team. You know, we, we love the, the campus that we go to all that sort of stuff. So it was awesome. When I, when I left staff a year ago, I had some ideas about what I wanted to do. I've always kept a foot in the music industry and loved uh, doing session work and producing and writing, uh with people. and And so, working in those spaces has been really, really fun. And on the other side, I found myself coaching creatives. There's a there's so many people, creative people who, you know, just they. They may work alone as freelancers. They may work for a design firm or uh, a nonprofit or a church or, or, you know, whatever. They may be part of a band. They may be an artist on a label. I found myself working with a lot of different kinds of people, just helping people figure out two things. One, their unique expression and two, the rhythms and their, in their values and rhythms in their life that kind of lead to that. And So it's been super fun. And, and I just love, I love coaching, caring about creative people. And I love, making stuff and being creative myself. And so to be able to figure out sort of how to make a living doing those things right. uh, has, has been awesome. So that's the the short version.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. You went very quickly through some pretty significant experiences that you have had. Um, I mean, you know, Mo and I have been in the rapid church growth church plant, uh, scenario and know just how intense that is. It is wild, a wild ride. Man, what a cool reflection of, um, honestly, of the gifting that you have and of the way that God used you to be able to be part of growing things like that. You were a significant part of that. And, um, And I love that you know, even at 12 stone, you were doing a lot of coaching because you were leading teams of leaders. And so what a cool way to take that into the next season of your life. And I think that's an important thing, you know, even as we talk about staying power, as we talk about how do I sustain? And I even said this in the very first introductory episode of this podcast, sometimes staying power looks like a shift. Sometimes it looks like I'm going to take the same gifts God has given me and use them in a new way. And that's not a cop-out. That's just a a step into whatever that next season might look like. And I love that you're getting to use that in a fresh way. So much fun. So here you are literally coaching people on the very thing that I am hungry to bring to my friends on this podcast, which is there are rhythms, there are lessons, there are strategies that, keep us going and help us stay grounded in the intensity of life and being a Christian leader. So what specifically for you has that looked like?
1: Yeah, um, you had a couple of things there. One, it was important if if you are making a shift. One of the reasons why I stepped away is if you stay in the grind and never address um, if you get tired, worn out you start spiritually sort of faking it a little bit or relationally sort of faking it a little bit. I think those are telltale signs of like something, something's going on. And if you need to pump the brakes, pump the brakes, Uh, don't have any pride to try to stay in it. I think that's how people make big mistakes. And that was to go a layer deeper. Me feeling tired was I felt like, man, my heart is not in this. I'm kind of faking this. And I I was on platforms for 23 years, leading worship and playing you know, playing instruments for the most part. And, and I never wanted to, to fake it. And I kind of felt that and went, and something's off. Uh, and so do that. I feel like if, if you don't address it, uh, one, there's the potential to just make a mistake in your life or two, you end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater and start struggling with your faith in general. And I was fairly close to that. Uh, I feel like, uh, because your faith become so attached to your job that right. when you feel like you can't do your job anymore, your heart's not in your job. You wonder if your heart's still in your faith. And then you start asking these bigger questions. And so finding the space to like, you know, not lose, you know, your faith in Jesus at the same time, just take a step. It's not worth it. You know, take a step back, figure that out. If you, Whether you are in, you know, full-time ministry or in a nonprofit or wherever you may be figuring out the rhythms that sustain you are really important. There's always one more thing to do. It all seems so urgent. Uh, It all seems so important and people are important. Ministry is important, but you have to figure out rhythms that help your soul to stay where it needs to stay, to stay healthy and not, and not fall apart, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in, in my life now, those rhythms are, are very different. And, and so I was glad to figure out something outside of it for, for God to kind of show me something outside of that cycle that I could keep just caring about creative people and making stuff. And I didn't have to be plugged in full time to staff, although that's possible. And and I've never ruled that out. You know, I had a mentor ask me, you know, as soon as I left, are you done for good? And I was like, man, I, I, I could never say that. You need, you know, you can never say that. But I do love what I'm doing and the rhythms of family and being at home and being creative and being in control of all those things is, is really nice. I do think if I could speak to one thing in your question, figure out your rhythms daily, like the things that you have to do to stay healthy, whether that's having a cup of coffee with your spouse or finding time to read, knowing when to shut it off, knowing the amount of appointments that you can handle before you start to get a little dry, or you're just kind of Check in a box, figure out the the thresholds and the rhythms that you have in your day and in your week um, you know that work for you where you don't get to the end of the week and hate your life and spend the weekend just trying to get enough energy to go to work on monday and a lot of people do that. it sounds dramatic, but like a lot of people do that you spend the week, you get to the end of the week, you're like, Ugh, and you spend the whole weekend just trying to get enough energy back for monday yeah and 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 people and I don't care if you drive an 18 wheeler or own an electrical business or a attorney, a doctor or a mission. It doesn't matter. Everybody gets to this point. You do something for so long it's just a job and, yeah. and trying to, trying to make it, you know, keep it to where it's more than that. And something gives you life. Something you enjoy doing is really hard. So finding those rhythms that, that work are super important. One of the first things I talk about in coaching, I love to help people discover their values first. Like, who are you? And what do you want people to say about you when you're not around? You know, if you, if you and Mo went to dinner over at somebody's house and spent time with them, you leave and get in the car and you say things about those people. You say, man, they're so funny or man, they're so kind or man, they're so generous. What are the things that you want people to say about you? Those are the things that you value people knowing about who you are as a person. Not, we'll get to the work later, but who do you want to be known for as a person? Then let's figure out the rhythms in your life that support those values. And, and the combination of those two things leads to a really unique creative expression. And that's the active part of things. Your values with the right rhythms lead to something unique, whether it's a creative organization, creative person, a uh, creative leader, whoever it may be, the combination of your values and your rhythms are what make you, you know, unique and they create uh, unique work, um, and make unique contributions. And so I've loved, I've learned that over the years. But I've loved like really making it clear and really helping people through that process too, because that's the process that I went through, you know, in my career too. What happened to me was my rhythms got off a little bit. And so I just love being a sounding board and a coach and, you know, trying to be helpful for people, creatives, creative leaders and creative organizations in that regard too. So,
0: Oh, it's so good. I love that. I love to, um, when you talked about the rhythms aspect, it doesn't have to be monumental like life-changing, life-altering rhythms. It can be as you know, as seemingly insignificant as prioritizing a cup of coffee with a spouse. But but, like you said, you have to almost take a step back sometimes to see where those places are. You know where those those exhaustion points are, and how do I integrate a new rhythm that speaks to that and, and protects me in that area? Um, and then values. Man, I so agree with you. I went through a process, um, kind of creating my own mission, vision, and values personally, not Hmm. professionally, my own personal mission, vision, and values. And I, uh, try to go back and review those at the beginning of every day. There's just something about, okay, this is who I am. This is who I want to be known as. This is who God has created me to be. Now, how Lord do you want me to use those things today in, in what I'm doing, um, What a powerful reminder that not only is that important to be able to find joy in what we're doing, it's also important to protect us from just total sheer burnout. Um, Because it is, you're right. It's one of those moments, and I think I've seen it uh, in my own life where when the role that I'm playing professionally starts to diverge from who I am at the core of my being, um, things fall apart. Yeah. It's a clear indicator that something has to change for sure. Yeah.
1: And there's a lot of times we don't even sit down to figure that out. And the process of it is really inspiring to just go, what, what do I really want, you know, to be known for and known as, and there's a lot more grounded in who you are than what you do. What you do may change over the course of your life. It may look different, but who you want to be rarely changes. You know, sometimes we have those monumental seasons in our life and, and we, you know, who we want to be. You know, changes for sure, but it's it's rare. Mm -hmm. And deciding, like, man, I, I want to be known for being humble. I want to be known for being generous. I want to be known for being kind. I want to be known for being loving. Like, well, if that's the case, that sort of dictates some things about how you actually function. Versus, if you just make a great schedule, an efficient schedule, then what you do becomes more valuable than who you are. And then when that shifts every time in life, something, some variable comes in, you have a child, your dog gets sick. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, any variable that comes into your life can wreck the flow of what you're doing. And then you're on the potential for like an identity crisis, you know, and that may be a little bit of an overstatement, but, you know, extreme to make a point a bit, but so figuring out who you are and then, okay, let me build some rhythms in my life around that. Yeah. I literally was just writing. I do a newsletter every week called my five Monday. Uh, my wow. Fi coaching is, is, is the, the business. And uh, I do a podcast uh, every other week um, with guests where we just talk about creative journey. And I was just writing about just tasks and trying to not just be, efficient but be inspired uh, in what you're doing creative works a little bit different it's not just efficient there's all this annoying stuff that you have to do and you want to be efficient at that but at the same time you want to Create from a place of inspiration. And Mm -hmm. so like how you build rhythms in your day affects that you want to be efficient. Otherwise, you'll get overwhelmed by the tasky stuff that you have to do. But you don't you can't treat being creative as a task. It's it's this weird, magical, otherworldly sort of process if you're if you're, you know, making something. And you want to be inspired to do that. You, you, if you're just checking boxes, that's no fun. You, you want it to. You, you want to feel like you're really doing something magical. You know, in the process of that. And so, man, those rhythms are just so important to creating the space. You need to be inspired and still getting all your stuff done. And and so, even just writing about that last night and this morning for the newsletter was, you know making me go back and go, gosh, I need to just look through this one more time, you know, mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, I'm doing things in a way that are creating that space for me to be inspired and at the same time, get my work done and, and not lose myself in the process. You yeah.
0: Know? Well, and revisiting is another one yeah. of those key skills. Yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously clearly, you know, we're, we're talking about values. We're talking about rhythms. Um, but we're also talking about coaching. And hmm. uh, you and I both coach in, in different contexts, but I just can't sing highly enough of how powerful coaching has been for me to be on the receiving end yeah, same. as a priority, um, as a way of saying, I want to make sure that I'm thriving. And I know that having someone in my world who's going to ask those questions, slow me down hmm. and prioritize the time and space that I probably wouldn't take by myself if I didn't have someone sitting across the table or screen from me saying, okay, Tara, let's talk about this. Let me ask you some questions that help you see some blind spots or bring some clarity. Um, it's such a gift. And so even as we've been having this conversation, I hope, you know, our listeners, man, if you're a creative, Lee would be an amazing person to have in your back pocket. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I just think there's, there's real value in that. And mm-hmm. I can't, I think it's Andy Stanley, if I remember correctly, who said everybody needs a coach and everybody needs a counselor. Yeah, <laughs> I could that's not, true. Agree, more. I could yeah. not yeah. agree more. Those are two rhythms in my life that I, I have to keep in, in order to be able to stay healthy. So Well, Lee, thank you so much for being willing to share from your heart, share uh, what you've experienced and what you've learned. And I really I know that this is going to be a valuable conversation for someone on the listening end who is in that grind, that seven day grind of I just have to find a way to catch my breath and get back to Monday again. Um, I hope there's been some moments of inspiration here on how maybe maybe a shift could happen around values and around um, rhythms for them. So I appreciate you.
1: Awesome. You got it. Thanks, Tara. Thank you.
0: What a great conversation with Lee, filled with so many practical tips, but I also struggled to edit it. I let it go a little bit longer because I think just the storytelling of his journey and those indicators that that made him recognize okay some rhythms need to change for me it's so important for us when we talk about staying power recognizing those little red flags those little warnings that say something needs to change thinking about our internal core values and making sure our rhythms match our values talking about coaching talking about the creative process so many good nuggets of truth here I'm gonna pause and pray over us as we just allow the spirit to use this conversation to speak to our hearts, and then on we get to go with our day. Let's pause before the Lord. Father, thank you for Lee, for his story, for his journey, for the way you've used him, and would you continue to just bless him in his ministry? God, thank you for the way that he's blessed us today in sharing his story. I pray for the listener and for myself. God, remind us of who you have created us to be, remind us of the rhythms and of the values in our lives that will sustain us and protect us. God, I pray that if there was anything in this conversation that helped a listener maybe recognize a red flag in their lives that they're on the edge of burnout, Lord, would you give them the wisdom and the courage to reach out to a friend, to a coach, to a counselor, to have these conversations that help us step back, gain perspective, and recognize what comes next what's the next season of ministry look like give us wisdom in that god thank you for who you are and for what you do in our lives we love you and we are so grateful for the strength and the energy that you give us to creatively lead the community around us in jesus name amen would you be game to share this with a friend someone that you know needs the encouragement I would appreciate it just as a way of honoring the story that God is developing in each of us as leaders. This is Tara, this is Staying Power, and I am cheering you on.